Wowza. What a time to be alive. Yeah, Drake said it best. He, he was like, yo, Stranger Things, Upside Down, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I'm still down. <laughs> yeah. D- down for the city. Down for the life. Is that that's like the whole album, right? Probably. I haven't listened to it because I don't like Drake. Um but Yeah, I, but like you have to get educated. That's true. Maybe I should um maybe I should really get it together a little bit more in terms of my like well-rounded knowledge of the world, i.e. R. E. Drake. Or just, you know, just in case you're ever, you know, um in a space that requires that knowledge. You know, it's like I don't I don't want to know how to unclog a toilet, but you oh, might have to. I do want to know that because I know that I'll have to because <laughs> I know what it's like when I use the bathroom. Mm. Yeah, bad, we bad. We, <laughs> we we clogging up the six. <laughs> clogging up the six. Got the, plungers on the sticks. Um, this. Yeah, I forgot that you're actually a freestyle rapper. I do. Am, a, I do. Am good at it. Um, so here's yeah. the thing. Uh, wow. What a and, fucked up week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was terrible. No good games. Yeah, that's the biggest problem. That That's the biggest thing. I look at this week and look at all the things that have happened and I went, not a single good game. Yeah, yeah. And it, But I know you guys, we're, we're recording this, you know, on time again, because I know you guys are, are hungry for our, our geopolitical and, you know, social analytical um, takes. That's what we do here. That's why we get paid. Yeah, it is true we come through with the rousing takes and the blistering analysis that you crave um the take is basically the shit sucks uh and the analysis is big time well lux i have a simple question for you um and that question is are you prepared to make a meme for somebody you don't know (laughs) yeah you know i am um, Are you prepared to do a post online for somebody that you've never met before? It is that actually is a really funny truth about all this is that like it is I've noticed that like the there's a direct proportion of three things happening the like three things increase together all the time which is one posting about a problem Two, actual things happen, actual people taking actual meaningful action about a problem. And three, people posting about how no one's doing anything and they're only posting about it. Like, that's what always happens. And we're living that, like, to the max. Like, I was at two different fucking protests that were, like, several thousand people that had, like, meaningful organizing happening and, like, actual work happening. And then I go home and get on Twitter and it's a million gibberish posts and a million posts that are like, oh, everyone's too busy posting to get out in the streets. And it's like, no, people are out in the streets. You're just not. And you're, like, displacing your own, like, whatever self-issues or something. It's bizarre. <laughs> the, 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 the 1% of the viral tweets, they need to be redistributed. You know, uh, Lux, are you prepared to enter a cooperative group chat to workshop viral tweets about the apocalypse? <laughs> <laughs> That is, that's what's happening dude like uh oh wow my light my, my light has just gone out yeah it got dark you are, got blue, it got blue in your house quick they <laughs> as to quote the white wizard they are coming 
Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I'm just, I think I have too many things plugged in. I don't think it's a political issue. Yeah. You don't um, think that the government flipped your breakers? But I did just install a Google Home because I was just like, bring it on. Dude. I was like, let's go. Let's go. I will say this. My brother got a Google Home and hated it so much that he just made his own. Whoa. Okay. I'd like to get your brothers, the the black market, the the cracked Google phone. It's just home. like a Raspberry Pi that's attached to like a bunch of little robots he made. Yeah. They're, uh, like, uh, I I know that it's listening. It's kind of the whole point of them is like to fully submit yourself. But for me, it's like uh, it's like enough foreplay. It's like that part in the horror movie where the guy's like, just come, let's go. You know, like, open and the I, doors. Let's get let's, let's get this done. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully naked. I'm lubed up. It's either you or me. Let's go. Google home. <laughs> a friend of mine, two friends of mine just moved recently. Like they bought a house and they moved into it and they put a Google home in the house they're moving into. And when we were unloading their apartment, they were so, like, my friend was so excited. She was like, we have this Google home so I can set the AC to be at like 72 now. And when we get there, it'll be like nice and cool. So it won't be like super hot in the house that no one's living in. Um, and then we got there and the Google home hadn't activated and it was 90 degrees in the house. <laughs> It was like, great work, great, excellent. The one thing you're supposed to do, absolutely biffed it. Congratulations. Thank you, Google. That's awesome. That's great. They should start doing that for like heart rate monitors. Um, <laughs> yeah, they just don't, they just don't work. Or they don't, it's not that they don't, it's that they just, they, they don't, they don't really do the job, but that's so different. Uh, but yeah, like, um, why, and then they go, okay, I'm in the dark on this one. I'm letting the lights go. Hell yeah. I've committed to it. I fully committed. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, just just to talk a little bit more. Uh, yeah, like even, even people I know are in or have been invited to these like these group chats where people are like workshopping their tweets to like try to hopefully get them go viral about the issue. And it's like. I guess that's propaganda, but it seems very, very selfish. Yeah, that's um, that's a real illustration of the difference between, I guess, like L.A. activism stuff within certain spaces and like Austin or like where I live stuff, because like I've invited several group chats around like organizing, increasing protests and like actions of resistance. That's because people in Austin are just trying to like live and have a happy life. Everyone out here wants a career and like they can't get out of that mode ever. Yeah. Um, That's what I mean. That's like, that's what I'm getting at. Is that like, there's this weird thing of like, if you're going to do it, you have to do it in a way that like contributes to like your image as whatever you're trying to project, pretend yourself to be as opposed to like, I'm a thing and also an activist. And, you know, it's like, I'm not saying don't post. I'm saying, like, maybe if, like, shoot off a post. But if you're spending hours workshopping a post with other people, maybe that time might be best spent somewhere else for the cause. Yeah, like, Lord, like, I've been, I think I've posted about eight hours this weekend. And I also have been posting a psychotic amount. Like, it's not hard to do both. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you don't have to, like, dedicate a ton of your energy to put. Like, I've posted so much. I've posted way more than I ever post. Um, and I've also, you, like, spent most of this weekend protesting. <laughs> to go off your meds and post in the hot sun. <laughs> yeah, Bernie, save us now.
um, get the people rallied. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's like uh, I did see one guy. One guy had a flamethrower and attacked the LAPD uh, yesterday, which is like okay. So like we like it when like. Quentin Tarantino sets Nazis on fire, but all of a sudden when we're setting Nazis on fire in Quentin Tarantino's own backyard in his hometown, that's off limits. I'm just trying to, it just seems like we're, 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 we're really stipulating here. You know, it seems like we're really p- picking hairs. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real like pick and choose situation. Yeah. But there's so many it's Nazis in LA. Here. Oh yeah. Are there, are there Nazis there? Oh Yeah. Oh, definitely some. There are some people. Yeah, they're different, though. Like Texas has have like kind of their own like like home. It's like not. It doesn't have like the that European flair down there. There's there's like Adamoff and Nazi guys. They weren't out for this. There was a guy. There was a, a, a family that brought Baby Lives Matter to one of the signs or one of the pro, Baby Lives Matter signs to one of the protests I was at. And they like mm-hmm. lined up behind the speakers. So a bunch of us just stood in front of them and held up bigger signs. Mm-hmm. And then this guy, the guy was like, excuse me, trying to like shut past me. I was like, no, I don't think I'm going to excuse you, actually. And then someone was like, be careful. He has a gun. And so I was like, are you going to use that gun to shoot me? And he was <laughs> like, no. And I was like, then weird that you brought it, man. Like, <laughs> and he was like, eventually they left. But it was uh, it was a funny interaction. He turned into the 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 king of the Gungan city from episode one. Yeah, he went. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. No, that guy has too much swag. I I, I attributed too cool of a character. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I need, I need to come with a shittier reference. <laughs> um, uh, hey, try try this tweet on for size. The news sucks today, but also some V good comfort art released. Check out Marcel the Shell movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> incredible like (laughs) epic it's so funny because like there are all these ways in which we've come to understand like how people work so much better than we used to but like no one seems to understand how to like calibrate those facts into like a coherent way of existing because it's like it is good that like we can care for each other and that there's like art that people can lean into to find comfort in and like have access to like, that's an unambiguously good thing. However, being like, this sucks. Good thing a movie came out is just not like that's not expressing what's good about that. That's like just like a totally these, insane person thing to say. These L.A. sickos. He they, they, the, the, the guy fucking tagged the creators too, just to try to hope to get him to see it. It's like, oh, my God, it's just it, uh, folks. These people are sick. They're yeah. sick and something must be done about it. Yeah. Uh, I also I did. I show I sent you a few a few tweets, a few pics. Um, but did you happen to see the pic with that woman holding that sign next to Link? Yes. <laughs> <Dude. Dude>. uh, <laughs> I know. So basically what's happened is that white women around America have given themselves the hall pass for the N word. Uh, I've seen it happen at multiple protests. Yes, yeah. white people uh, all over the place. And, uh, yeah, white liberals have decided that since Clarence Thomas is bad, they can say the N word again, which is uh, incorrect. It's an incorrect <laughs> sort of read on the situation. But here's the thing: we as gamers, we did everything right. We deployed a link to the situation. There yeah. was a man dressed as Link next to the sign with the N word, and he, and he did nothing. 
it was like it was the Evalde cops all over again. Yeah. It's like, what's the point of even having links stationed around the globe if they're just going to stand <laughs> by and let people get away with this? I mean, you know what Edmund Burke said? The only thing it needs for evil to succeed is for good links to do nothing. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Let's get some Twilight princesses in here. Yeah. I'm so sick of this shit. Let's get some uh, Minas or whatever that weird thing was. Yeah, Mina. Let's, I think Mina was the was the the Twilight Princess thing. Little demon thing, kind of like yeah. a load on your head slash shoulder. Yeah, yeah, the the Navi of Twilight Princess. Sure, um, um, but yeah, yeah. it's it's just a, a wild time. People are acting insane, and I get that. Like everyone's brain is already fifty percent broken from COVID, and like the of course the fact that the thing that every the fact that the thing that every leftist in the world has been saying was going to happen for like 15 years is happening now has caught a lot of people by surprise because they don't listen to people who have a theory of history. Mm-hmm. They're only into theories of history. Yes. Uh, and also Wait. theories of just sort of making it up as they go. Mm-hmm. Um, but and history for you guys, for, for listeners, that's the, that's the history of Hershey kisses. Yes. Um, uh, it's like, it's, it's a very bizarre, <laughs> situation we're just like everyone's like i get that everyone's brain is like a little broken but it's like there's no i don't understand how you can make that sign look at it and be like it'll be good when i take this out of my house here's my advice to everyone there's two fail safe things that you can do in times like this is go by the golden rule of say it out loud first Mm -hmm. before you tweet it before you text it before you put it on a sign, say it out loud once and then think, is that something that I would say? And then the second part is just go to the protest. Just show up. You don't have to do this online kofifi. Yeah. You, you just just fucking go outside, stand with the rest of the people it's scary, but we're all in a big group and just fucking you're, there's nothing to be gained here. I actually don't think I've ever heard of a TV writer that like specifically got big because they did an epic tweet about the protests or yeah, something like that. For in sure. Fact, it's usually the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, that definitely lost their job. So this is not a career moment. And folks, that's freeing, isn't it? a non-career moment shouldn't shouldn't this just be like gliding along the water for you just let it happen just be in the moment say it out loud you know what's a lot more helpful than doing tweets is just like going to kinko's and copying flying 100 copies of flyers and handing them out or whatever or like knocking on doors for a local campaign there's like so many things you can do that make a huge difference and are so much more meaningful than like tweeting like an image of like Clarence Thomas and like a frowny face and being like retweet if you agree. Well, you wish that's what they were. <laughs> that was the, the that yeah. was the well, that was the kids bop version of the shit that I've been seeing. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw I've seen quite a few. Someone, a friend of mine or not a friend, of mine, but like a Twitter acquaintance of mine posted <laughs> a, a thread that was just like first the Malcolm X quote that was about like how the white liberal is the same as the white conservative, just more deceitful. 
And mm-hmm. then like 15 tweets of like white liberals with like the Ukraine flag and like I'm with her in the bio posting shit like about Clarence Thomas, like throwing the N word around. Uh, and so, it's like y'all can't do like you are. First of all, cultural appropriation. They aren't allowed to have a gamer moment. Um, You know what I mean? Like game, that's for gamers. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And second, like it's fucking super racist. Don't do that shit. Wait, which part? Sorry, I wasn't listening. Using the N-word in your posts? Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, wait. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, folks, that's not up for debate. Uh, and, and I'll debate a lot. Yeah. It's like our main <laughs> okay. thing that we love to do. Check out this post. I just. I, am, uh, I have it th- open. I'm confused by its very premise, but I'm going to look at it. Okay. So this, this article got people and gamers uh, of all ca- uh, certain right-wing gamers, very upset. Uh, the article is from Kotaku. It says, here's how to add us Supreme court justices to Minecraft for no reason at all. Um, essentially it's like how to kill them in Minecraft is like what they're saying. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a euphemism for like, uh, you know, uh, killing them. Uh, and I think that's great. Uh, but yeah, it it got a lot of people upset, um, advocating for violence and stuff like that. I did see Asmongold go on stream and say that they shouldn't have written this article. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's kind of a weird thing where like a fuck ton of people on the right are already advocating for people's deaths. So I don't know. It's just not something I'd really sweat. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's like this basic hypocrisy of all this shit where they're like, we're allowed to be violent. We're allowed to cheat and break the rules and yell at people, but you're not because we're right. And like the outcome they want is like everything sucks and we're all very happy for them that they've gotten the thing that they want. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, that's just silly, but like they're always going to be that way. Like there's nothing to derive from that. Do you know what I mean? Like. That's just the way they work. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't know. It seems like on a fundamental level until we reach some sort of like, like alien form of like utopia, it seems like there is going to always be like a right side to some sort of like violent action. Like if you're being attacked and then you violently fuck that person up, like to defend yourself, it just seems like that's an example of like good violence. You can extrapolate that out to all sorts of rights and justice stuff. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's a way to be super like anti-violent in certain situations. Um, And so then it's like, at what threshold do we stop, you know, advocating for uh, only nonviolent forms of expression and like who makes that call? And like, when do I get banned um, on platforms? Yeah, that's the biggest question is what does Griffin need to finally get himself banned from platforms? We can sort of settle down and focus on what matters. I'd love for this show to get banned. That'd be incredible. What do I have to say? Uh, Yeah, I know. We've been trying. It's so funny that it, it, I mean, we've talked about this on the show a million times, like increasingly as we like talk about how much we hate the show and do it in way more of like a less structured, just us having a conversation, you could do fit off way the viewership continues to increase. Don't intellectualize that. I know I'm not going to, I don't have like a, I like, like I literally don't have a sort of like theory about it. Like I don't have, like it doesn't make, it makes no sense to me. (laughs) It's the theory of everything, Uh, which is, which movie is that? 
that's the the Stephen Hawking. Uh, oh, okay, I'll, I let, I'll let you handle that impression. Hello, <laughs> listen to Game Boys. Oh, I can go. Hello, listen to Game Boys. The, my friend, the, my friend Mike the, does a really good Stephen Hawking. The future is dying, so why not just free Gislaine and let her go, and you know, forget all about what happened. He's yeah. like friends with them, right? Uh, he's dead. Yeah, but you know, he's like dead, like Epstein's dead. Right, like the regular kind, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I constantly am seeing them on Google Maps Street Views. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, so he's dead like a Tupac's dead. <laughs> um, Stephen King about to drop a banger, or Stephen Hawking rather, about to drop a banger of an album. Some guy that thinks when celebrities die, they go to the Jeffrey Epstein plane in the sky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's thinking a little St. James in the sky. <laughs> um, so wait, I forgot how we got here. We're just okay. talking about the protests and how everything is fucked. I'm going today. It's going to be, it's, it's got, it'll be, it'll be fine, but I just, I don't know. I mean, your it's cops are, I live in insane. Texas and your cops are way more psycho than our cops. Yeah. And that's crazy to think about. But I know I've seen I mean, I saw the Austin police do some horrible things on that freeway uh, that I remember to this day. Um, yes. But yeah, like um, horrible things to me on that freeway. In fact, <laughs> well, that was funny, but there was a lot of other people there. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> um, I learned I learned speaking of that I learned yesterday that I have residual nerve damage from that incident because I've never had to carry something over my head. Uh, since then and then I was doing it yesterday it turns out that I just can't hold my arms straight up for like a very long time without it beginning to really hurt that sucks yeah I mean, it's bummer I should have sued them when I had the chance oh wow I mean I, wow it's like it's one of those actions that you don't do a lot so like it's not like the most crucial but when you can't do it you feel like you're dead right yeah. like you're like oh wow. it's like, like a body's... sustained thing like you very yeah. rarely do I have to like carry a thing directly above my head with my arm like this for a long time but mm-hmm. like yesterday when we were doing signs and shit, like I was like, wow, this hurts, which is weird. Yeah. Um, so I learned I that. Th- that was a fun little lesson I learned yesterday. I got I, my, the scary one for me is my jaw that like sometimes if I talk a lot, like my jaw hurts uh, and I'm like, uh oh, like <laughs> I don't I, I don't I don't I mean, unless I, then I could get a cool fucking like like the guy from James Bond. One of those metal ones. Um, yeah, that you should get that. You become Jaws. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I'm good. And you're still fucked. Unless there's a James Bond villain who can't, who always just has his arms up. Yeah. I need to be, <laughs> I need to become the new James Bond villain arms. <laughs> and they're just always straight up. <laughs> um, you, you can't defeat him cause it's just too uh, weird to look at. Uh, Yeah. So like, um, yeah, there's this article I saw like uh, yesterday that was like, uh, yeah, like this uh, one cop in the LAPD accidentally got beaten to death during training. And it's like, God, dog, like there's like these gangs and shit. They're just they're going off all these fucking Riverside fucking nine oh whatever fucking zip coders. And they fucking they ride in, they beat the fuck out of everybody and they ride out. And uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's what I was scared of yesterday here because it was a Saturday. So there was more time for like out of town people to get in and 
uh, mm-hmm. fuck things up. Um, they didn't much. Uh, I had a run with an InfoWars guy uh, that I'll tell you about off pod for legal reasons. Um, oh, but, okay, cool. Um, but because- uh, there, there was some other stuff. But like, it's scary in LA because like. Orange County is like so many like mobilized like weird neo-Nazi gangs you can just drive into the city. Oh god, and they're the worst kind because let me tell you about these guys. Like, oh my god, they're all the fucking side side faded cut gated community fucking absolute goons. Oh my god, my whole podcast arm just fell. They're fucking losers lux and the thing about them that's the worst these gate community fucks is that like they all have enough money from daddy to like buy an expensive gun, yeah. which like makes them like way fucking scarier than like your average like gaggle of rednecks that has like one gun between them. It's like all these fucking losers are like wearing like, you know, uh fancy fucking shoes and they have these fucking guns. I mean, they're all fucking pussies like I had they'll piss their pants before they probably shoot anyone but like there's there are, there's only so many times that can happen before there's like big accidents yeah of course of course it's a fucking powder keg a bunch of dumb people with weapons it's not like it's a coin flip that I, it's, it's remarkable that like uh, we don't have a news story about like 55 Nazis blowing each other up in their van. And you know these guys like are fucking dog shit online. Like they're, they're they're not going home and like they're not like ranking up into like the diamonds and platinums in any like thing like Apex or Warzone. They're, they're, they're fucking playing like Rocket League. Like like it's embarrassing. Embarrassing. Oh, speaking of embarrassing gaming things, should we talk about Ted Cruz really quick? <laughs> Yeah, it was funny. I was trying to for the podcast. I don't know why I tried to do something to improve the show. I was trying to tr- to make it so the the show can like live record what we're watching, like so the audio just can be there, so we don't have to like make Haley do anything. I think it's possible. I just don't. I don't know how to do it yet. But I yeah. wanted to do that for this TED thing because oh Cause boy, like, yeah, just talking about it doesn't quite do it justice. Yeah, it doesn't. It's, <laughs> it's like, just like it's incredible. It's like. I cannot imagine a more on brand thing. Like, it's just like, it's like if, if SNL wrote a sketch about Ted Cruz playing video games, this is what it would be. And I don't mean that because SNL is particularly incisive. I mean, because SNL only paints in the broadest, like possible strokes. And yet it's still accurate in this one particular case, because like, it is exactly what you think Ted Cruz would say about pay to win gaming. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like it because, you know, you can pay extra to uh, win faster. <laughs> yeah, well, like, so what he basically says is he's asked about a game. Yeah, what's the direct? Can you read the direct quote? Let me let me go pull up the direct quote. Cause I, have, I have notes about it, but I don't have the direct quote in front of me. Uh, Ted Cruz pay to win gaming. It is just like insane that like. <laughs> That like it's just I, it's insane that he just wouldn't know about how embarrassing. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, listeners. I'm, I'm holding is. the I'm holding the podcasting arm in my between my legs while I while I fasten here. But you know what? We're we're live on air, so hey, we're great. figuring it out. We're making it happen. It's about to be toy again. Uh, yeah. So wait, what's the quote? Uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Um. The, the original tweet says, Ted says he's a game and reels his strategy. Quote, you can buy in-game care items and make your character stronger or get advantages. I'll confess, I buy it because it's a lot more fun if suddenly your character has a lot of great stuff that would take you six to 12 months to build up. 
Um, That's right. He wants rewards now. Yeah. Uh, and he... Do you think that there's like microtransaction lobbies paying him to say that now? <laughs> well, no, because he wants to like regulate um, uh, like loot boxes and stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, listen. We thought that the we thought the era of the gamer uh, of the gamer politician was going to start with like the actual get new gamer media people. But hey, listen, gaming—it's become such a monoculture. The old people are already gamers now. We're, we have gamer politicians. They walk among us, sus, and they're not all friendly. This is a PvP zone, folks. It's like, true. You know, this is a uh, th- th- you cannot. Put this. They're not again. They're not a monolith. Uh, they're not an obelisk. Uh, they're not. They're not a, a, s- a stell. A cylinder or a stell. Yeah. They are a prism. It's a prism of pain. It's so. Cra- it's just like that's the least fun. It's like it's so Ted Cruz because that's like it defeats the purpose of playing games. If your thing is just to buy winning. Like, and that, that doesn't distinguish you in any way from like anyone else. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, listen, I get, I a hundred percent get both sides. Like if you're someone that wants to like check out and play a game, but doesn't have the time to invest in actual RPGs, like commitment to earning stuff, but you still get a kick out of it. That doesn't super bug me. Um, I mean, I don't respect you as a gamer, but I respect almost zero gamers. There's like 10 yeah. gamers that I respect. Like everyone else still has a lot of work to do. Um, and so in, in that sense, like I, it's just another, just another whale floating in the sea, you know, uh, the, the, the real thing is, is like, if pay to win starts making every single game bad, that would be one thing. But it seems like pay to win is its own genre, like and that other people are doing it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's like like a creeping problem that will get everywhere because there's just been so much backlash to it when it's sort of approached that. I just think that like the Ted Cruz thing is just so funny because it's exactly what Ted Cruz would do. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing about it. It's like I totally like it's. After the Star Wars Battlefront thing and now the, the, the Diablo Immortal thing, like, it's just very clear that, like, <laughs> those models aren't going to be, like, universifiable, that people will, like, bail on stuff too quick for that to be possible. But the fact that Ted Cruz is one of those guys who won't bail on that because of how annoying it is is just, like, so mm-hmm. him doing his deal. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to filibuster uh, to talk about Diablo Immortal, which is uh, super fun. Uh, it's like 13 hours of him up there just being like, this is my character. Uh, she is uh, a shadow priest. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> fuck, man. I don't know. Like, don't make me fall in love, Ted. That's all I'll say. Yeah, don't be don't be as cool as you sound. <laughs> yeah, don't be as cool as you sound. Uh, and then I guess, you know, uh, I think AOC obviously has played Among Us, but I don't know if she's a real gamer. I don't know if she's actively gaming. Uh, are there any other gaming politicians? And of course, I'm not talking about your fucking city council members or ugh, your mayors. Gross. I'm talking House, Senate. I think we've heard from a few of like the squad ladies about some video game stuff. 
Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I don't think there's too many super hardcore gamers. I just um, like I, I need there to be an MMO politician that you can like show up to in in the world and like slash spit on them or something. You know, <laughs> that would be helpful, I think, just as like a uh, like a sort of catharsis, like a little mini just like a single action you can take that's kind of harm, like, like kind of harmlessly let some of the feelings out, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but then, uh, I, I don't know, like wrapped up in all this in this Ted Cruz story is the fact that I think he's going to go on Asmongold's stream now and talk about pay to win video games. Asmongold has been playing a lot of Diablo Immortal and making a lot of videos about how pay to win is ruining certain games. Um, and so I think that'll be a very interesting conversation. Uh, but it is also just super funny to see like Twitch streamers be able to talk to, uh, you know, elected officials more than like the actual constituents of that elected official state. Yeah, uh, totally. Like he never talks like real Texans. We don't talk to Asmongold all day because that's what all these people want is media careers. Like that's all they give a fuck about uh, is just like doing that appearances talks um and so yeah i uh i think that's where we're at and i think that ted was smart to be one of the first people to come out as a gamer and talk about it as a politician uh and i think that that probably is going to work for him actually i think and i'm 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 curious to see how people run the ball forward on that who's going to be the next gamer politician that goes for that constituency because like i said we are not a monolith but we are legion we are legion that's true about gamers and that's just a fact yeah um uh, do you want to do a quick ad and come back yeah let's do it Okay, well, we're back. Welcome back to the show. Um, man, oh, man. Um, you know what we were talking about? I think we should have talked about when it happened. We just hadn't talked about it really. Um, but it's happening. It's interesting. Is the Phoenix Suns, the NBA team, is trying to trade their center, DeAndre Ayton, because they don't think he's worthy of a max contract, and he thinks that he is. Um, the reason this is relevant to the show is that the reason they don't think that he is worthy of max contract is that he plays four to six hours of Fortnite every night and is often late to practice or up too late or out of shape because he's constantly playing Fortnite and other battle royale games late, late, late into the morning. <laughs> I was wondering when this would happen. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that it hasn't happened sooner. I mean, like battle royales are addictive, but like I don't think I've ever seen bros go into more of a a catatonic state than when they play like NBA 2K. Like I've lost many a friend to that suction. Yeah, well, there's like a bunch of like NBA gamers who play 2K who all seem fine, but DeAndre Ayton in particular is like a battle <laughs> royales guy, and it's like gotten to be a problem. Where like his teammates have talked about it. Like there was some of this in the NHL, or a couple like not so good NHL players who like got cut from teams or didn't make teams because they were gaming too much. But this is the first time that like a guy who's like legit like a potential star, like a dude who could be making tens of millions of dollars every year is like having a problem getting paid because, uh, he plays too many video games. 
Listen, go, go. I say go, go where the love is. Uh, they just brought back the characters from Naruto to the game. Uh, I forced uh, listener and guest of the pod uh, Bennington into buying me the Gara skin from Naruto uh, and the Gara glider, which is him on sand, uh, in order to get me back into the game. I have the skin. I equipped it. I haven't played a single game. <laughs> Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> but I, I am planning on it. Uh but yeah, listen, like um Fortnite's hot again right now. They took away building uh from some modes to make it more accessible. They added sprinting, sliding, more Call of Duty style action to make that no building stuff fun. Um it's in a real hot spot right now. Damn. Yeah, I mean, look, the uh, Battle Royale fucking multiplayer games are thriving. Uh, and they have been for a while. People love it. And expanding things like doing the no building mode and stuff to give more people inroads to your game is like, that's the best. I mean, I know that you and I have talked about on the podcast a bunch of times. how like the building element of Fortnite is cool, but like a disincentive because like it's just not a way that you or I think about playing those games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so making it so that people who don't think about or want to engage with the building stuff still have a way in is like, that's good. That's good. It's a good bit of business, baby. Yeah, it's really smart. And like, I'm just like, even though I haven't played a single game yet, just from reinstalling and going around the menus and everything, it's just night and day that experience from like your Call of Duty and some of these other games, like especially Call of Duty, which is like one of the biggest studios in the world and has no excuse. Uh, it's so much clunkier and laggier and just like broke, feels broken over there. And like everything is just so snappy and clean and Fortnite runs on a toothbrush. Like it, it's like they have it on 25 different platforms and it's just, it's like, it's so high quality. And I don't think there has been like a better live game service in the history of video games in terms of like where the game started how they've continued to develop and add content for it and just how they've been able to maintain the population of it with that content it's it's there really isn't anything like it other than world of warcraft um which is just a slightly different beast yeah and has and has like a very different kind of like what is attractive about it is like just a totally different bag of beans yeah uh but hey listen you could you could do some epic dancing in world of warcraft there's some crossovers uh but yeah so uh i guess to that sports player phoenix suns more like midnight suns coming quarter four 2022 god so true and we're excited for that uh we're excited uh, until, for until it gets pushed out, we're i'm excited to figure out how that card dynamic plays because it's still like it's still weird to me to add that layer to it's not uh, a conf- it's not a confusing mechanic it's just like it's that's no, I mean, what I don't it think is it's a confusing mechanic i just wonder if it's gonna like work and play well oh i see i see yeah, yeah. um because it's like it's adding that layer to to a tactics game is like both interesting to me and also a, a little bit the, there's a part of me that's like part of what makes tactics games so good is that you have to act in these really precise ways you can figure out and adding this question of like card drawing and what cards you have available both like limits that and what could be a really fun way, but could be an over limiting way. And I just don't know because I haven't played the game yet. It could be uh, like the they could do. I don't I doubt they're going to do this, but it'd be cool if there was like permadeath 
in the game and like when your doctor strange gets killed you get like a new multiverse one or something like that let me see if there's permanent in the game and then like certain like side stories just never happen so it's like oh no magic died so no one's around to fight the demons from limbo where she's from and now new york is destroyed maybe she should have come up with a better name than magic hey you know she rules uh, uh first, my name is uh tree well my name is fair, wizard to be fair her name is uh what is it uh iliana rasputin but she goes by magic when she escapes from limbo and, and can teleport and has a cool sword. Let's talk about a good game for a second. Uh, folks, I am uh, three quarters of the way through a little game called Triangle Strategy. Is this your first run or are you three quarters and you've done three out of the four necessary runs? Fuck off. And that was a legit question. <laughs> the fuck do you? I'm, I'm the first run. I'm not going to play this game four times. I don't know, man. You know the kind of people I'm around. <laughs> I, I'll watch a YouTube video when it's all over. Um, because wait, is there is that like well, there's four endings? Is that what you're saying? There's four endings, and on the golden path ending, you end up having to split your party into various groups. So the best way to do it is to do that one last so you have enough people to have ten in each group. Whoa. Um, uh, wait, so do you continue the game each time and then continue leveling the characters? Yeah, it's new game plus and you keep leveling the characters so eventually they get maxed out. And you, get more, oh, okay. and you get more characters as you go because you um, you there's like secret stats and not secret stats in the game. Jesus that increase Christ. As you play. God um, damn it. Yeah, it's cool, but also a lot. But but the game is like it's like the the main game is like probably like what, 40 hours. Yeah, you got to play a lot of it. So then that's like each playthrough. That's like we're, we're talking like what, 200 hours. Um, that's yeah, close to. That's a lot. Um, well, I, I before that flabbergasted me, I'm really enjoying this game. Uh, I think that one of the things that I want out of a strategy game is sort of the narrative tension of it, um, which I think certain games lack. Uh, I, like it was cool in, you know, your XCOM 2 when you'd get attached to a character and they die. You yeah. feel the stakes of that. Um, and I am like feeling like kind of similarly here, except the permadeath really isn't in the combat. That's not really the thing, but it is just like the writing and sort of the circumstances that you're kind of forced under and like how many aggressive villains are constantly putting you in these hard choices that make everything way more tense, um, and make the battles way more meaningful. Yeah, and and the choices that you make that guide you along those lines are like tangibly different. Like that's why the four playthrough thing kind of works is that like if you each path is like meaningfully distinct from each other mm -hmm. um, narrative wise, like your choices do really matter and do really shape your game. And so then you're making you're playing the game and each fight you are like instantiating a choice that you've made and like making it real and material. Um, and that's good. Yeah. And so like all that's just like firing on all cylinders. And I, I don't know, like sometimes the, the pixel art characters, um, in, in certain pixel art games, I can maybe like bounce off of, but like, I care so much about these little pixel art characters, like their tiny little expressions and the little things they do. And the, 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 just the dialogue is so much better 
like it's so well written so much better than octopath traveler um that like i haven't cared about little pixel guys this much since probably like golden sun is like i would say like the last time i yeah. got like super attached to some little guys um and that's like really magical i i feel really frustrated about this game's reception because everyone has recommended slash talked about octopath a terrible game and no one has heard of triangle strategy uh and it's just a, it's a real bummer that that's what the marketing team did for from square yeah. enix triangle strategy like both those games have the similar idea of sort of like the story as they tell it is dictated by how you approach the characters in the game and how how, how it works but like fucking triangle strategy does it so much better than octopath does yeah it doesn't have the problem octopath has of just becoming boring at a certain point exactly so and, and doesn't have the problem of like uh, having all the characters split apart like the yeah the, the point of the game and the strength of triangle strategy is that your team isn't just building you with with like new strong characters but you are making decisions with your team you're talking to your team about these decisions and trying to cast their vote in certain ways like all of that stuff is way more meaningful um so yeah super cool game a fucking blast two thumbs way up loving it uh, um you can talk i don't know um, you yeah, no, what have I been, what have I been playing? I, um, I've gotten pretty far in inscription. I've almost finished it. I think. Okay. I fell off at the last couple hours of inscription and got a little bored. Yeah. That's sort of where I'm at is like, it's a little, the flavoring and like the story stuff that's happening and the sort of situation of the game is very interesting and intriguing to me. And I like all that stuff, but the actual game itself becomes pretty like, wrote and easy as it goes and so it do, it's like this is one of my problems with like dark spooky threatening -y games in general is that like once they stop being challenging they stop being scary because the threatening stuff isn't actually threatening because you're like oh I can handle this yes um, and that's become starting to become a problem with inscription to me like I love the fucking style and the art and stuff I think it's fucking sick but like mm -hmm. it just doesn't like affect me as like a, on like an art aesthetics level as like a guy playing the game because it's like I'm not worried about this creepy teeth man because like I know I'll just win when we fight <laughs> yeah I think it's that I think I also feel like, you know, this is kind of I'm going to be talking vaguely about this to avoid like some sort of spoilers. But like there are like some new sections of the game with new mechanics um, that start to come into play. I don't know, even know if you've seen that, um, but like some of those mechanics like start to just like wear on you and just like drag on the momentum. Like, I, I don't know. It, it just it feels like they could have gotten in and out. And instead, they wanted to do something longer. And sometimes it runs a little out of gas a little bit. Yeah. I mean, this is why, like, Slay the Spire is still the sort of all-time master sort of deck builder roguelike thing. Because, um, like, it, it has the perfect balance of, like, a weird story and lots of different approaches. But it never it never like demands that you like are in it for too, too long or that like you need to find out these various secrets. It's just like so easy to to pick up and play, whereas like Inscription or even uh, Griftlands or stuff like that, 
their their attempt to like make a full story kind of demands that you're in it and repe- repeating it in this way that is like a little bit whatever. Um, and it's uh yeah it's uh it it doesn't quite hold up the same way and I'm I'm bummed because I really love a lot of the visuals and the like styling of inscription but it just doesn't quite yank my chain the way that I want it to uh, as mm-hmm. I, as I get deeper into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and and folks, you got one life to live, one chain to yank. Um, Unless you're that one and, guy who was on Reddit who had two dicks. Oh wow! I got to get back on Reddit, man. Everyone's ev- that was like, a while ago. Yeah, but he's probably still around. Uh, the one the, the dick story I didn't like was dick on the arm. That was too gross. Oh, I love that. No, <laughs> obviously, ah, obviously, that, I, like, obviously oh. I was gonna love that. It fucked me up. Like it's, I still get shivers because the second I see it, I have a phantom feeling of one on my arm, and it's yeah. don't don't you get that phantom feeling? Totally, and I'm like, whoa, weird. Why? Oh, I feel it right now. I have this ghost dick on my arm. Oh. I know. I think that's good. That's why the. Why would you want that? I don't want it, but I like that it's. I don't want one for me, but I like that it's possible. <laughs> I like I'm glad that it's out there in the world. Anything is possible. Anything. Holy that's shit. What that's what I'm saying. That's the thing is like anything bad that you see happen or like you just uh, it's impossible to not be like, ooh, I'm, I'm I'm feeling that right now. I don't know. Like I, I've even gotten worse at like falling in video games. I used to have no problem with it as a kid falling off a big thing. Now, yeah. if I like fall off a skyscraper, I'm like, Ooh, like my, my stomach turns like and, and I'm like I like feel the drop and I'm like, what the fuck? What is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're uh, we're develop. You know, it's like a, it's like uh, it's like that girl says in in M Night Shyamalan's old. You uh, you're thinking with more colors now. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, that movie. What a, what uh, a torture. I rewatched it. I think it's good actually. Yeah, it is. It, it's it it's good because it's it's like doing exactly what it wants to be. It's not like trying to be good and failing. It's like. It had a goal and it set that goal. Is that yeah, a pleasurable like, if, experience? No. Is that depends, even a depends. movie that like feels like narratively worth it? No. No, no not you at all. I, I like it because I, I like it because it's like I should watch it. And what I like about it is that it starts weird from the beginning and then you're on this escalating like it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder as it goes. And if like you're signed on for this like weird escalating like tension strangeness party, it's like very fun. But also I understand that that's like not a universally appealing way to make a movie. Yeah, there's basically like it's basically like a movie like oh when the guy's like buried alive or or something where it's like it's kind of a movie that never has any rests and I I don't know yeah because of that I get a little exhausted and find it more torturous. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. It is. Um, it is like he's just pushing that like weird element of it up and up and up and up and up. Yeah, because Constantly. typically, typically like horror, like hits a high note and then drops and simmers and then like lets you like simmer to another yeah. one. And you just can never catch your breath yeah. with this. And a- non fucking stuff. I forgot how fucking cranked it is. It's cranked. Until I rewatched it. It's like 
It's like literally nonstop. Like sometimes that, horror scenes start in the middle of other horror scenes. Exactly. Like something as scary is happening. And then something is happening off to the side. And then we cut from the scary thing ending to the thing happening on the side. And just another scary thing is already in progress. Yeah. And, and like, I don't know, like uh, it's, there's the, there's this one incredible, there's like, I think one of the greatest scenes he's ever written is in the film, which is when they're cutting out that cancer stone or whatever, that tumor and the tumor's growing. Yeah. And so they have to cut the tumor yep. out because it's growing bigger and bigger and about to kill the person because it's because it, time is moving by so fastly. Uh, so they have to get the doctor guy to cut the tumor out as they see it growing in the stomach. But the doctor guy is like losing his mind and like forgetting where he's at. So he's almost useless so they're trying to convince a guy who's forgetting who he is to stab into like an ever sized like growing lot it's an incredible writing scene it's like it's escalating inc- conflicts layered on top of each other one of the greatest scenes ever written from m night it's so good i love that the way that in that scene the thing that is distracting him is that he can't remember the movie mississippi shakes or missouri shakes rather starring Marlon Brando and Jack Nicholson. <laughs> he mm-hmm. keeps stopping the surgery in the middle to be like, what's that movie called? And everyone is like, what are you talking about? Right. Because uh, right. no one has clocked his situation uh, yet. Uh, it rules. Yeah, that movie's then, great. Yeah. And then like the scene, that's the only good scene in the movie too, because like it's a scene of like pure horror and insanity, but it does have a win. Like it's the only win they have in the entire film is like the end of that sequence. Cause they actually do accomplish their goal and, and struggle through it. And the rest of the movie is just like depraved. Like, I don't know. Like I, I, I think like it's fine to have kids in horror movies or like threaten kids with like violence or like murder and stuff. But like sometimes when it gets to, like sex stuff, I'm just like, okay, I, I can't. I can't do yeah. it. Well, that's that's what I love. Like, totally. But that's what I love about the movie is that that moment where it's shot with the two of them. And it's like shot in the way that you shoot like teenagers who are about to fuck in like a rom-com or whatever. Yeah. Or, like in a high school movie. And it's shot that way. Then everyone who's watching it. Like I watched a couple of people again. And everyone's like, he's not going to. They're not going to. He's not going to do it. Like, yeah, they're not going to do that. And it's like, no, this is the movie where M. Night Shyamalan is going to do it. Evil mode. No yeah. matter what. Like. He, yeah, no matter there's what. Nothing, there's nothing he will. He goes so far past, like, oh, that's too much. Right. Uh, yeah. And it rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why I can't fuck with that uh, Crimes of the Future movie. I just won't do it. Um, because I just literally know that I'll watch it and will physically imagine what all that feels like. And I I don't know why I would. I, I would that want movie. that. I could barely watch the trailer of that movie. It like made me sick. It made like me. It made me Christian. I liked imagining what that felt like. It didn't make me Christian. I didn't have it that made, effect. It made me go, "Huh? You know this Clarence Thomas guy? He might know a thing or two." <laughs> yeah, Griffin saw the trailer to Crimes of the Future, and now he's pro life, which is a really insane takeaway from that movie. <laughs> uh, Inco- almost inconceivable conclusion to draw from that movie. Yet here we are. This is that Griffin's, Griffin's anti-choice stories. He saw a David Cronenberg movie about surgery and climate change, and now is fucking done with abortions. It's about climate change. Uh, kind of in a lot of ways. Is it because of the world? Is like is that reason they can't feel pain explained? Um, 
Uh, yeah, it like has to do with like the world deteriorating around them. Oh, but it's like a is it a psychosis thing or is there like a weird fantasy element? No, it's like a weird like evolution thing. Uh, because the world's getting bad, people's are evolving to not feel pain. Yeah. And and then and like they also don't get infections anymore. That one's a little bit less clear. Right. But then like uh Oh, and that's how they can do like open wounds and stuff because you don't get infections anymore. Mhm. Oh, okay, they got to answer that one. And then like my other question was so if it's an evolution thing does are there certain people that haven't fully evolved that still feel pain like is or is everyone painless um i think there are but they're not as many they're they're not like part of the story okay interesting uh, but yeah it's so good okay well uh, i love we, that movie you got 12 more seconds on it before the show's over. Uh, it's really great. Everyone should go see it. Um, it's like very cool to make a body horror movie. That's like not a horror movie. Body horror. I, we're living in one. America.com. Okay, guys. Yep. Go we're out. living in America.com. <laughs> go out, protest. Go check the links in this episode of the description. Send a little bit of money. Uh, not to the DNC. Send it to Game Boys. Or to these organizations that help women. Yeah. Um, look for our it, local abortion funds. We'll post some in here. Put, look for ones in your area. Um, try to avoid things like Planned Parenthood, not because Planned Parenthood is bad, but because they have plenty of funding, but the people on the ground doing work for abortion funds do not. So, hey, change uh, your plan. Get a plan change. Uh, and also, like, say it out loud, folks. Say it, say it proud and say it out loud. Uh, and and go and go go out and go outside. It's it's not that scary. Okay, bye. Yeah, go for this. Bye. <laughs>